Blog Talk Radio. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will spread the people. One from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put his sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Matthew 25:31. That is right. This is not a test. It's the real thing. And you heard it right there in the book of Matthew. On this show, I am on the left, and Kiki <laughs> is on the right. Therefore, I must be a goat, and you must be... I must be a sheep. You must be a sheep. But I have goats at home. Well, so. I was going to try to make a goat sound, but I don't know what sound they make. So. They make some weird sounds. Sometimes they sound like humans screaming Yeah, I've the heard they the can night. get really, really loud, those, those They're goats. They're scary sometimes. <laughs> hey, folks. My name is Jason Dice, alongside the aforementioned... Kiki Culpepper. And this is the ChristCast 2020, two generations with... One mission. And don't forget, folks, if you want to hear the show, just Google ChristCast 2020 or say... Alexa, play ChristCast 2020 podcast. And you do have to say podcast, otherwise Alexa thinks you're looking for a book, which has not been written yet, called ChristCast 2020, but who knows? Who knows? One day. Maybe. Yeah, that would be interesting. Neither one of us. I don't like writing, so I don't know. I'm doing it right now, and I'm not enjoying it. Anyway, hey, folks. <laughs> welcome to the final season of the ChristCast 2020, live from our super-secret studio somewhere in uptown New Braunfels. Why do you say uptown? Like, it's so fancy. <laughs> fancy to me. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is, we are getting now in, it's been 400 years since we were last together in the Bible. 400 years. Quotation. It's been about two and a half months since we've done this show. Hey, folks. The word gospel literally means... Good news. And it is good news. We've got good news for you. Good news for everybody that listens and we're going to talk about her. We're going to be going through the New Testament book by book. And before we get there, I don't know, I haven't done any additional advertising this summer. In fact, I've been very quiet on social media. I've been we contacted. Only one yeah, video I think one video. And um, I had to figure out how to put it on vertical video. That took about six and a half weeks. But anyway, um, I've met some people that have uh, heard of the show and uh, wanted me to say some things about them. So I want to send a quick shout out to the. Faith Academy Flame. Yes. That's a cool name. It is a cool name. I met the Huey family, Stacy Huey, and Faith Academy is located up in beautiful. Marble Falls, Texas. I know a school up in Marble Falls, and they are not my favorite. <laughs> so. I hope it's not the Faith Academy Flames. It's not. Okay, mine. it's not the Faith Academy Flames. Yes, we love the Faith Academy Flames, and we just want to send a shout out to the Huey family, the Faith Academy Flames, because we, you and I know what it takes to go to a Christian school and uh, support a Christian school. Yeah. It's not always. It takes easy. a good. Yes, it takes everybody mm-hmm. moms, dads, kids, you name it. Hey, folks, like I said, it's been 400 years of silence in the Bible. Four, I tried to get my head wrapped around that. If I said, hey, Kiki, meet me back here in 400 years. We'd both be dead. Well, long gone, yes. And all of our descendants and all their direct connections and collateral direction. That's a long time to be waiting for the Messiah. But yeah. 400 years of silence is going to end. With the sound of a baby crying in a little town in Bethlehem in a stable. In a stable. Our story starts in Bethlehem. It's going to end on the small island in modern-day Greece. Actually, it was Greece even then. The island of Patmos. <laughs> it wouldn't be a first show without some technical no. issues. Yeah. So, um, in the modern-day Greece. And so, Kiki and I invite you. 
as we talk about the greatest story ever. And, and we're going to do it all right after this. Five years, 34 countries, 15,000 listens, two generations, one mission. This is the ChristCast 2020. Jesus was walking along and he saw a old man named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth and he said, follow me and be my disciple. Jesus said to him, so Matthew got up and followed him. So let's talk about where this happened. This is Judea. That's like a little teaser. Yes, that's right. You know, can you imagine you're just sitting here minding your own business and this guy you've never seen before walks up to you and says, follow me. Give up this great cushy gig as a Roman tax collector. And what did he do? He did. And we're still asking that question today. Jesus is still asking that question today. So where are we? We're in Judea, which is modern-day Israel. And this is Roman territory. And you have to understand that Matthew, being a tax collector, is one of the most despised people in town. Everyone hates him, even the... So only the Roman side could just because they're bringing like yeah, their paychecks in. Exactly. But the people among him consider him a traitor, basically, to the Jewish people. So let's find out a little bit more about who wrote the book. Well, that previous mentioned text collector, Matthew, is the one that wrote the book. He's one of the 12 disciples Jesus specifically chose. And as a tax collector, he, as we said, he was despised amongst all Jews and all other races besides Romans. Because tax collectors are technically allowed to bump up the tax yes. so they can take in their own income. They sure did. So they bumped the prices to a crazy amount so they would have more money. And the Romans didn't care as long as they, well, they got, got their, their share. Cut. Exactly right. But in other Gospels, he's refused by his Jewish name, Levi. Yeah, you'll hear it in Levi and Mark and, and Luke. It'll go back and forth. It'll be yes. a little confusing. <laughs> but we'll keep you posted. I mean, as, a, as a side note, my middle name, Matthew, is from the biblical Matthew, but my mom got so excited when she was adopting me, she misspelled my name on the application. So there's only one T in my name, and my son still bears that one T, Matthew. Matthew, Matthew. middle name to this very, very day. Let's talk about why Matthew is so important. Matthew's goal is to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. And this is a difficult thing to do because a lot of people have come along saying, hey, I am the long-awaited Messiah. Where's the kingdom of God that you promised? Where's this kingdom that you keep promising us? And Jesus reminds them, oh, by the way... In Matthew 21:42, it says, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. That's kind of for, more, uh, foreshadowing. more foreshadowing. One of our favorite Yay. words. Mm. <laughs> Saying the ones that everyone rejects, he becomes the one that every, everything is supported on. And it's interesting because when we get to Ephesians, my favorite quote, my favorite verse in the Bible, Ephesians 2.22, and you two are being built together. But what precedes that verse is with Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. And it's such a beautiful piece of imagery uh, that I love thinking about that. And the other thing, the other thing that makes Matthew so important is that... Jesus is most concerned 
not about the rich, not about the powerful, but about those who are sinful and outcasts. And now, I want you to think about this. People, I mean, first of all, how many Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Johns have you met over the course of your life? I've, mo- I've met a lot of Peter Matthews. Peter and Paul. I mean, you're sitting next to a Matthew middle name. My, yeah. my birth name when I was born was John Mendez. So, you know, I got John and Matthew right That's there. John and Mendez. <laughs> half, of the, half of the synoptic, half of the Gospels right there in my in my given name. Um, and just think about what you hear every single day that comes just from the book of Matthew, sayings that we use every Matthew day. Matthew is kind of like the main gospel it book is. that a lot of people reference because they're like, oh, the other ones are just repeating, so I'm just going to read the first yes. one. It, it was about the second century. Mark was actually yeah. written before Matthew, but they put Matthew in the front. And it makes sense because he's speaking to a predominantly Jewish audience. It was a better way to bridge the Old Testament story of to the, the Jews to the new one. It was a more flowing yeah. story. But I was... Um, many, many shows back was looking up sayings that we use every day that we get from the Bible, and look at the ones that just come from Matthew. So, in Matthew it says, go the extra mile. How many times have you heard that? He who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Mm. The blind leading the blind. Yes. Mm. You're a high school student. You can appreciate yeah. that. Staying on the straight and narrow. And of course... A sh- wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. You hear that whether you're Christian or you not. You hear all of these things whether you're Christian or not. And if you were a Christian and you heard them and you said, I'm not so into this Christianity thing, I'm going to go try something else and realize that you want to come back to Christianity... You even hear that saying, and it's called, you are the prodigal prodigal son. son. That's right. Hey, how do we apply this today? As you know, I've got a big family and a prosperous family, and a lot of my most prosperous family members do not go to church. Not my direct family, my cousins, aunts, uncles, and things like that. And it irritates me because you should be very grateful to God for the life that you're leading. And when I talk to them, oh, well, I had a bad experience with a priest or a pastor. Well, that's just one situation. That's not every situation. Well, one way to apply the book of Matthew today, in addition to being patient, these guys waited 400 years, is that... If, if you've had a bad situation, you've got some harsh words for a priest or a pastor, guess what? Jesus is right there with you. When you read through the book of Matthew, Jesus reserves his harshest words for the pastors and priests of the day, the Pharisees. He calls them hypocrites. He'd say, why are you trying to trap me? It is interesting that he reserves his harshest words, not for the sinners, but for the priests. And the pastors of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the second way to apply this is Jesus is most concerned about the weakest link and the sinful and the hurting people. He doesn't care whether you. He does care about you, whether yeah. you have a strong faith <laughs> or not. But but he's most concerned about all the smallest people in his community, yeah. in his family, because. They are the ones that need the most help. Absolutely. Let's talk about what the book of Matthew is. The book of Matthew is about who, that Jesus is the... Real Messiah. Uh, Matthew, in that first chapter, just goes all the way back to Abraham, all through those names, the genealogies. There's five female names in that genealogy, but it's important to connect that together. The book is what Jesus did, his ministry, all the miracles, but it's also about... What we're supposed to do in our everyday life and and over our whole Christian life in general. That's right, folks. And that's... That's why that was not the microphone, that was me. 
And that's why I was reflecting on that question that that lady asked me at the New York Pizza Pub, the best pizza in New Braunfels, by the way. Um, no, at, at Christmas. I don't agree with you on that. <laughs> a lot of things we don't agree on. Okay, well, I might have to take that one out. I didn't mean to sponsor the New York Pizza Pub. They've been good to us. No, um, I will still eat their pizza, but... Okay, it's I very have, good pizza. Yes. yes, it is very good pizza. It's hard to get to from my house. But anyway... Uh, I was there the night after the Keep Christ in Christmas concert, and someone asked me, why do you do the show? And it was a great question, and that is answered in the final, what is called the Great Commission, the final lines of the book of Matthew. And it's Matthew 28, 28, 19, and he tells the disciples, therefore, I love this word, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to go out and help everyone, yes. no it, matter what. Look, folks, I know a lot of you, you, you go to a, you've been going to a Christian school since pre-K. Ugh. You go to church almost every Sunday. Almost. Depending. Me too, almost. Every Sunday in air quotes. We, I, I sent my son to Christian school for nine years. I went to a Christian school when I was young. I went to church every Sunday at 10 o'clock at St. Monica's down in Converse. <laughs> and what Jesus is saying, that's not enough. He wants you to go. This show has been heard in 34 different countries, and that's amazing. So I feel like we're doing our part. I'm encouraging we're people. Our best. Yes, get a microphone that works. Our <laughs> mic's been cutting out this whole episode. But you can't tell because we're a highly trained podcast professional. Wink, wink. But listen, if you've got a microphone, if you've got Wi-Fi, you can start your own Christian podcast. Invite people to listen to the show. Go on mission trips the way you have. That word, go. He doesn't say, therefore, sit at home and read the Bible. It doesn't say, therefore, go and give your church a lot of money, get your name put on a bench. No, Jesus wants you to go out. Yes, that was my elbow popping uh, as I've been sitting here in this hunched over position. My name is Jason Dyes alongside Kiki Culpepper. And this has been the Christcast 2020. Thank you for listening and to God be the glory.